Hello and welcome to Fringe Binge, daily doses from the Edinburgh Festival. I'm your host, Phil Ellis, and my voice is still here, and my audience still isn't. We've got two incredible guests today, so I'm not going to waffle too much at the top. We've got Reese Nicholson and Ori Styler. First off is Reese Nicholson, and it was so nice to sit down and have a lovely catch-up with an old friend and a wonderful comedian. This interview kicks off in usual Fringe Binge professional style, with me getting some levels. Hope you enjoy. And it's just kind of chit-chat, isn't it? Like it's it. just chit-chat. There's nothing, um, nothing. I mean, this is all going in. It's, this is all gold, Reese. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, how long, how long, just so I can build into my head, how long? How long? Oh, it won't be long. It'll oh, be yeah, as great. long as you like. I mean, oh, great. it won't take long. Yeah, yeah I want, that wasn't me going, I want to get out of here. Oh, no, no. Yeah. It's just, I also, um, it's one of those things that, you know, when a conversation comes to a natural close, mm-hmm. Um, and then I sort of go, oh, it's, we've covered everything. It's been really nice. And I go, oh, I feel like I need to do more now. Yeah. And then I go, what, do you I like think, shoes? I think that's the, you always feel like in the last 10 minutes of every podcast, I feel like you always feel like, oh, they could have, they could have chopped this out, I reckon. Like yeah. just people trying to wrap up a podcast yeah. is one of the strangest energies. <laughs> I think, like not really knowing, or, you know, it's same as like if there's like live, like you in a live podcast, Mm. The audience kind of tells you they're like we're clapping enough yeah. that this is done. They do that in my gigs as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm Phil Ellis. Clap, clap. Okay, yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. Thank you very much. I should start really. I mean, I, that's how I like to. I do the opposite. I make it a very drawn out start, mm-hmm. and then downhill right. from there. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, sat in the assembly bar again, and we, we, I've done a couple here now, and it's always a nice atmosphere. There's a lady. The deep tissue massage to the left. There's a full-blown deep tissue massage going on. And yeah. it's like... And they're, they're chatting quite a bit for getting a massage. Yeah, I thought I'd be... Uh, do, do you tense up? If, I was just saying I'm joined by the wonderful Reese Nicholson. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Reese. Um, I'm deadly silent during a massage. And, like, actually, you know some places they'll kind of... Because I, I quite like a massage. Mm. Um, if they'll... Full release. No, if they... <laughs> um, they'll sometimes kind of whisper to you at the start, like, and would you, like chit-chat to a minimum or something. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And like, I don't mean it in a rude way or even a bougie way. It's just, yeah. I'm paying you to rub me. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you about that. That's what, and taxi drivers should do the same. Yeah, very similar. Get... Look, there's a lot of service industry that I don't want any lip service, I guess, is what yeah. I was doing there, what the maths of the joke was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of chit-chat going on over there for getting rubbed. Yeah, the uh, the, the Edinburgh taxi drivers really love it. They love to know about your show, which mm-hmm. is really nice. But sometimes you just like, I have to do this to every comedian I bump into. And they can smell it on you. I think they just know when you get in. I mean, I think you look like a comedian. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we have, and I think when I I'm in like all my shit, I think I definitely do. Yeah. And so there's no way out. Like the amount of makeup I wear and the suits that I wear and stuff. If someone was like, oh, you're doing the fringe. And I was like, no. Then there's another story that needs yeah. to be told. There's something else going on. Why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm an eccentric millionaire. <laughs> I'm buying it. <laughs> I'm living in the castle. Well, your show's called Reese, Reese, Reese. Yeah. And it's at Bristol Square. Yeah. Is it 8.20? 8.25. One of those yes. annoying fringe... Very good memory. Well done. Well, I mean, it's written there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I could, it's called Reese, Reese, Reese. And it's purely because, one, because I couldn't... I didn't know what the show was going to be. Mm. And also there's a... You know when you just try and think of... I think you're the same as this, like... You just try and think of, like, a tone to a show before yeah. you kind of think... And I'd seen a poster... There was like um, this poster. Judy Garland did an album or did a big show, kind of near the end of her career, called and it was called Judy, Judy, Judy. 
and it mm. said on the poster, "The greatest entertainer in the world." And it's like it's a bit, it's an incredible album, but it's a bit grim. Like there's oh, a, it's it? like, well, it's just you know, she's near the end. She's like singing somewhere over the rainbow, but it's a with a kind of cracked voice, and it's like. Yeah, there's. I want that tone. Oh, really? Is that what you want? <laughs> but you know, like, it's kind of like I, I like the vibe of, like, someone on the edge of a like. I always want my act to feel like someone's on the side of a cliff. Yeah, like yeah. holding on, and it's still going fine, but it's like, oh, this could fall apart at any moment. Yeah, that's exactly my vibe. I think I, I do love to um, kind of go up and down, and for such an Edinburgh reference, but go up and down the um, like Nicholson Street and look in the pound shops to see. Prop comedians on day three of the fringe oh God, plumping yeah. out the show. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, oh, uh, maybe if I get these or this, this could fix it. That's ten minutes, right? That's so depressing. I've done that so many times. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm there day one. Like I've been on the yeah. flight over, being like, oh, what if I buy a bunch of flowers and pull them out from under a chair? Well, you as gutted as I was when they shut down the Poundland on oh. that street. I was like, that is that used to save my ass so many. Years. So many. I mean, luckily there. are Sometimes I think this city is almost mostly pound lands, like or yeah. pound shops. There's just so many that and like just just noodles, just noodles yeah. and pound shops. <laughs> noodles and pound shops. Sorry, Edinburgh, <laughs> I've boiled you down to two weird things. No, but you, I mean you've, you've hit the nail on the head, really. That and, uh, and inaccessible uh, buildings for uh, yeah. disabled people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you really don't want disabled yeah. people to go to those shows, do you? No. <laughs> When they're, when, when they're like, I'll be like, oh, excuse me, where's the bathroom? And they're like, well, you go up that turret. And then, like, just jump. the amount of... Yeah, jump. And then you're going to land on a big bag. Yeah. Because you've got such a nice energy about you. Oh. So you've, <laughs> I go as soon as you okay, can. Shall I, shall I method you? Yes, please. <laughs> but uh, I'll put a pound on the table. <laughs> when it stays on. <laughs> so, do you think... Because uh, you... Recently on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. in Australia, so that mm-hmm. must have really, like, ticket-wise, I'm sure you do, don't struggle it's, at all. It's been quite strange where... It, I, and there's a couple of the queens from our show here mm. doing shows. I'm in the same venue as one of them, so it's very straight. Like, Karen from Finance, um, who was, like, oh, yeah, last yeah. year was in, like, the top four, she... Um, she's on after me, and so when I leave my venue, her her audience is usually sitting there and it must be very strange for them yeah. to then see the other person. Anyways, but um, it has been a... I get the feeling... Because I didn't realise it was on the BBC over here. Mm. And so I was like on watching TV the other day and I was scrolling through iPlayer and it was just there. And I was like, oh, it's almost like Neighbours are home and away. Yeah. Where I think it's like maybe a little bit more of a thing here than it is in Australia. Oh, really? Because like, also my, the first season we made was during the pandemic. Mm. So I did get a little bit famous, but I had no way of knowing that or right. because yeah. we were in lockdown. Like, and so, I've, yeah, I've been walking down the street getting recognised. It hasn't like, it's, it's not been like a ticket bonanza. There is, so when I was putting the show together in Adelaide, which is like Adelaide Fringe is like, it's not as big as Edinburgh, but it's a similar vibe. Drag Race had come out. I'd started doing Adelaide. I was doing a work in progress show. It was really like the bare bones, like notes on the stage type of show. And people were coming that were like drag fans and they were coming to watch it like it was a drag show. So there was... Yeah, all right. And this is a broad generalisation and I'm going to sound crueler than I mean to, but it turned out that a lot of those Drag Race fans don't know how to be in a show. Right. They would turn up like plastered and sit up the front and like drinks on the stage, feet on the stage. Right. A lot of um, 
yes ing like during and just like shouting out questions about drag race. Yeah. And so I kind of had to remove any reference to like there's a story in my show, the kind of last story happens while I'm in New Zealand filming drag race and I've just removed any reference to drag race from it because it oh, turned right. into people being like Woo! Oh, really? About like what is a story about me getting mugged? <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, it's just a strange. Oh, and I don't mean that, going like I'm so like I love being on the show, and it's really it's it's been a really important part of my career. But at the same time, it brings a strange mm. group, and I think it's the same things happen when you win awards. And, and like I know I keep bringing it up, but it's because when. Funs and Games was around when I first kind of started coming here. And I went mm. to it like three times, I reckon. Like it was just so... And you must have had a weird thing where you were like the talk of the festival. Yeah, that, for that year. I mean, not... Uh, not since, no. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, no, it's really been a... But like that was yeah, the show. Quite the drop off. <laughs> particularly comedians, that was the show that we were all like, this is this fucking thing that is such a monumental, funny thing. Mm. And it was so nuanced. And anyways, I'm just sucking your dick now. But... um. Yes. But put two pound on the table, yeah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you must have had a weird thing where people start to where, with buzz comes people start to watch the show they and do, people yeah, that maybe don't get it. Well, yeah, but um, but anyway, it's not all about my. Yeah, failures. sorry, but uh, but I do like, but it is those. I think yeah. that's why, like you know, we're talking about the fringe, and I think that's yeah. why not to be all hokey and like, but shows like that are kind of why the fringe is kind of this. I don't want to say magical. But, like, because I hate fucking things like that. But no. you can kind of fall into, like, it is anybody's game. But with, like, what's nice, I suppose, as well, you've got, um, you've got a way of, of, of broadening, uh, getting a bigger audience. Mm. And it's just a case of then finding, the people there finding you and you finding them. And it's it's like, like almost refining, like, <laughs> kind of <laughs> sieving. <laughs> Panning <all>. for gold. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and I think I've been coming here... This is my eighth fringe, and would it, it like and so and I, I like it's like really important to me to keep coming because also as an Australian, if you stop coming, it's like pretty straight away people stop getting interested. But you've, but you've always had everyone. You've always been held in really high regard from everyone I've spoken to, particularly from when I, we first met. And things yeah, like I've always everyone's always a big fan of you and what you do, and it's nice to I nice to see you, you consistently. It's that's never been a thing going. Lost Ooh, it. Boy. <laughs> well, I think what is lucky is that I made a lot of friends early on, but I was wasn't great like early on. And I was but I think I had that funny thing where this sounds wanky, but like there was something there. Like as in there was a, like people like I wasn't an asshole and I was just happy to be around doing gigs. And I, I always had decent performer chops but couldn't get the writing right or something whatever like but my you, shows you, were never good i could always do a good spot my mm. shows were never good but but it meant and i made friends like you know all the comedians would come over and do melbourne comedy festival and, I, and so it meant that I, I had like a parachute to land in here mm. and so yeah i'm happy yeah that's a nice thing to say so you your first show would have been in what was, was that so my first show here was 2013 yeah but my first show was maybe 2011, 2012, like Melbourne Comedy Festival, like doing, right. and it was what were heinous. You, what, what did you do that? What was your style about? It then? was like, I wanted to be, definitely in the early days, I wanted to be pretty shocking and like, I was just really aggressive. Then like, I was like 22 and just like, mm. that kind of pretend rage that comedians have if they start young. Like, but then just slowly, like I just kept, and only in the last five years that my partner, Kyron, directs my shows now. 
Oh, great. So that, yeah. And that was like a game changer. Like he kind of already did, but like I got nominated for the award in Melbourne, like the main award in the first year that he directed my show. Cause yeah, it was like, amazing. it just focused yeah. <laughs> the energy. <laughs> you need that. You need somebody who understands you. Yeah. And obviously uh, you're close enough to who, uh, who isn't scared to say this is, you're doing this wrong. You and I think it, it's so m- people collaborate so much more than we're willing to admit. Like everyone, mm. everyone in the industry has someone that they run their shows by. Yeah. Like, but usually it's not a, as maybe as, um, professionally like <laughs> announced as like a director or something but like oh, yeah. I f- but i feel like it's getting more and more common right like i think so i mean to be honest from 2015 i did a show that i was really proud of 2016 and to be fair matt ewans and finn taylor and two good, that two good boys yeah i mean they shaped that show yeah i, I had it all everything was there but I didn't know, it wasn't quite right. And they just moved things around. They told me, you don't need this. You don't need this. This is the joke here. And, and that's what was, Kyron yeah. does. Like, it's just kind of, I don't want to say it's as simple as that, but it is, I can, and I'd say you're the same, like, we can write jokes till the cows come home. We mm. can write routines, but it's the, it's the outside, once, when you're in it, it's that kind of not being able to see the forest from the trees type of thing. Mm. Kyron just going, oh, this, this bit is the end. Yeah. And this bit is the start. Like, yeah. just as simple, you know what I mean? Like, creating a creating a journey like i'm not mm. a story i'm not a story show person like i mm. but like tell me if i'm being too wanky as well but i i remember seeing sarah <laughs> <laughs> somebody, we have to say the the the, the massage is getting more intense now yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is a reaction to what reese is so um i remember seeing sarah kendall she wants shows to feel like um she's just pulling string out of a bottle Mm. the whole show and you're kind of like why is she pulling string out of a bottle and yeah. then in the last paragraph suddenly a ship appears yeah yeah that's and a really good like, idea. and it's like oh that's kind of what shows should feel like it's just like oh it's you don't really know what's going on and then suddenly everything makes sense yeah is the show this year is 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 there a theme to it is it is it just uh, an hour of of stories and material is kind it kind of it's like there's a through line of essentially a straight men okay mm. um Thanks for asking. That's all right. And look, I'm not interested in the answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just doing it to be polite. Um, no, but it's a little bit like, uh, it was just a thing I started like joking about on set. Like I had this like, very dumb idea of I wanted to do a show where I talk about straight men in a kind of clubby way yeah. in the same way that kind of clubby straight comics talk about queer men. Yeah. Like in a kind of like, what are that like broad generalizations yeah. and kind of like, I love them, but like mm. that type of thing. And so it kind of spawned off from there. And then, yeah, this is kind of like, I don't know, vague masculinity stuff, but it is mostly jokes. Like it's yeah. just, it's like, like what I was saying about the Sarah Kendall thing. It's just jokes, jokes, jokes. And then there's a bit of a thing that connects it all. I had a nice first few days and then yesterday really fell off a cliff. Really? It, well, just you, you like, didn't cling on this time. Yeah. <laughs> So I'll, I'm, I'm looking for like we're not even realizing we're not halfway, even it, close to halfway. Oh God, I know it's so. Day scary. five we are now. Day five. But we all have those. That I mean today, it does give you that little thing. I, I had a flat one yesterday. The audience and and it's not that they're not enjoying it. It's just no. you're not getting that energy and you it you affects you. And when you bring in the energy of yesterday's show, yeah. thinking it's going to be the same, and then you're accidentally screaming at a group of people. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I think we might have the same show. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was just that going. I was at the back and I thought they'll love it if I'm just shouting because the music's going on way too long and everyone sat down. So I was going, oh, well, this is awkward. And, and it, but it, didn't it just create this awful tension that there's a guy behind them <laughs> shouting at them? And then I, then I shouted at them from the front. They're going, oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> Um, it's so nice to talk to you. Would you yeah, like to say w- uh, one more time what you, what, no, the name of your show is? What time it's on and where it's on? It's called Race, Race, Race. It's on at 8.25, Underbelly, um, Ermintrude. It's just one of those cow names. Just come and find it. Yeah, just find it. it's Google a port. It. It'll be a port cabin yeah. somewhere. <laughs> 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 with some scaffolding around it and a picture of a cow. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great one. Thanks, Race. Thank Cheers. you. Our next guest is Ori Styler, and it was really nice to just sit down and have a proper chat with him. We've worked together a number of times on the circuit, but it was nice to actually sit back and let the conversation breathe a bit without the worry of making Hindus laugh in Scunthorpe. Ori is up with his debut hour green, and I really enjoyed this chat. He's such an engaging character. I hope you enjoy it too. So, Ori Styler joins me at the... Looks like we're in some weird, um, <laughs> some weird sort of sex dungeon. I don't know it does it look like it. It's a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah. In the assembly uh, bar. Thanks for joining me, pal. Thanks for having me. Thanks hey, for no, having me. No, it's. Well, I, I mean, I don't, sadly, I don't own this bar, but we'll probably get. You go, Thanks for having me. Just get bowled out by the staff. In a minute. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they'll let us like, let us slide. Yeah. Well, you stop coming in and talking to people. More interested than you get. <laughs> Um, so your show is called Green. It's on at 9.45 at the Pleasance Courtyard. Yes, yeah, it is. Is that your first time? First time up in uh, doing a whole run at the Fringe, yeah. I oh, was it? Yeah. yeah, I was it last year, but obviously it wasn't on last year yeah, yeah. Um, fully because of everything that was going on. But um, they gave us like, they gave people like three nights here, four nights there, mm. just to kind of have something going on. Yeah. And it, would, it was my first time coming up during Fringe season. And I got... I got, I had a little bit of a love for it from when I came up. Yes. Yeah, didn't like it before, the idea of it before. Yeah. Came up, it kind of changed, not my perspective, but um, no, it did, no, it did change my perspective. Not my mind in terms of why I didn't like it before, but mm-hmm. you can come up here without having to do what people tend to come up here and do and focus yeah. on just enjoying yourself and doing it for the crowd and the and the punters and you can really get a nice vibe up here. So yeah, first time and I hope yeah. I feel this way by the end of it. It's day oh, three, yeah. four yeah, now. Yeah. So my voice is already husky. So we'll uh, see what happens in two weeks. We sound like two old dockers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what was it? All right, that is interesting because what was it about Edinburgh before the perception? What was your perception of it then? What, what did you... I'm kind of the anti-industry guy where you... Yeah, everyone wants a career in, in this place. No one wants to have to be dictated on how what you have to do to get um, a career. In, in, in When I say this place, I mean in this comedy place, in this kind of bubble of comedians entertaining people. Um, over the past, what, five to 10 years, you've seen many of us take, a, uh, take the reins of our own career and push ourselves in ways that didn't have to conform to others telling you, you must do this hour at the fringe, you have to get nominated or you have to be reviewed four or five stars and then you have to do this tour or, or even to get into a comedy club, you have to do five minutes and then 10, then 20. Those things are good for development, but to be told that that's what you have to do to be recognized as a comedian, I think that that, that idea, I think that was quite dangerous because every, yeah. whilst there's so many different styles of comedy, there's also so many different pathways into comedy or into any industry that you want to be a part of. And I felt that 
based on what I'd been shown, based on what people had told me, based on the stories I heard from people coming back, some being disheartened because they've had a whole run and they felt like, well, it all went for naught. But yeah, mm. they are great. They're fantastic comedians. They just may not be like fringe worthy in their eyes. Mm. I feel like I didn't like the idea of that being a dictatorship as to how you progress. No, I, t I, t I totally agree. I think it's, it's such a weird place. And like, because we work on the circuit mm. outside of Edinburgh, which not a great, I'm not saying, a lot do, but there's a lot of acts yeah. that do very well in Edinburgh don't exactly. go do the clubs. Exactly. And we're used to doing that, get out those reactions. Mm. So it's quite a different, and it's not, and the crowds up here love it. Love what oh, you do. Oh, they do. But it can be just a, a reviewer here or an industry person here, That's and it can really thing. knock your confidence. Yeah, you could have you like you could have a room full of people clapping, applauding, mm. stand up, let you know we we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves, taking away something from your show, and all it takes is for a reviewer that everybody else has also bolstered up mm -hmm. into a position to say he or she is the person you have to impress. Yeah. Whereas you forget there's there's forty nine, fifty other people in the room that loved what you do and that reviewer may have said uh, three stars out of five and you're like oh wow all yeah. of a sudden I'm, I'm okay rather than I'm thoroughly hilarious or funny yeah. it's great to get a perspective of people's um, sorry great get to get an understanding of people's views to give you a wider perspective of where you stand as a comedian or an entertainer but I mean surely if you've got a room that love what you've done and someone else has gone no not really for me, especially when they've had a whole day of watching loads of comedians as well. Yeah. You're right, disheartening is the word for it. I think that, yeah, they, and the only thing that, the, the most frustrating element of that is they very rarely reference how well the gig went. It's, it's only about like, their perspective. Yeah, you yeah. go, oh, well, we've seen this, it's, and it's this, and this, and you go, well, mm. well, what was the reaction? Was it funny material? Yeah. Was it, it's an odd, it can be really dangerous, it can be, it, it's, um, I, the other thing I find interesting about it is I was all about that. I went very anti-industry. Mm. I went, oh, my agent went, oh, that's a terrible idea for a show one year. So I went, <laughs> all right, well, I'll just go and do it. And so he, well, we fired each other. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean saying it. <laughs> I like the way you put that. <laughs> fired each other. It was really good. It was an amicable breakup mm. with a lot of shouting. And uh, via email. <laughs> love exclamation marks in capital letters, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, but that caps lock was on. <laughs> I just put some gaffer tape on it. <laughs> the shift key's never been Yeah, missed. we did one of the mistakes. Yeah, every word. Ands were massive and everything, I can imagine, yeah. God, I need a new font for this bastard. <laughs> but I did all that and I came in. Uh, with no money, yeah. did it all the low. Someone gave me a venue because he said, oh, it's not going to do well, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. But I find it funny that you're doing it. And then it blew up. It was one of those years. And then I got sucked into it. So then the next year, okay, I'm yeah. then in a big venue, yeah. losing money. <laughs> That's getting, the trick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, going to meetings with people who don't know yeah. what I'm doing, trying to change me. To, it's, it, it can be a dangerous thing, but it's, it's nice that you had those views, which are, are very valid. Like, I think mm. that's part of the problem with it. But the, I heard, I wasn't here last year, but I heard that changed everyone. That everyone's like, that it was such a nice year. Yeah. Because everyone went, oh, it's not about that. No, we remembered it's about and having fun. I think because like, well, last year particularly, because there wasn't the reviewers, there mm. wasn't the, the pressure of thinking that you had to deliver a show. And it also wasn't the competitiveness of people dragging cu customers to their shows. Every show I did there was full. And yeah. no one up here knew me. Maybe a handful of people that might have seen me do bits and pieces but I didn't have a strong Edinburgh presence mm. but the show was full 
it's not that I think reviewing shows are bad. It's not that I think reviewers uh, shouldn't be allowed. I 100% believe they should be around. But I think it's just when the idea that that's who you have to cater to against the audience that are there, when that gets embedded in us so much, that's where it becomes quite negative. And, it, and the show is called Green. That's your real surname, Green. It's my real surname, yeah. Why did, you, why did you change that? What was your... Uh... So um, I used to do music as a, as a kid, just messing around at like, school. And mm. uh, my music, my MC name was Styler. So when I got older, I said, I'm not doing music anymore. I just kept that bit. I thought, keep my first name. And then rather than keep my real name, just change it up. I had this misconception thinking you had to have a different name um, or, or a, a name that is slightly tweaked to be in show business. I was a kid, it was stupid. Right now when I look back, I would have kept Ori Green rather than Ori Styler. No, I like it. I wish it, I wasn't Phil Ellis. I, I had a producer <laughs> once go, we should call it the Phil Ellis Show because Phil Ellis is such a lame name, isn't it? <laughs> That's my real name. And he went, oh, is it? <laughs> I would choose that. Yeah. But the reason why you have it, it's been given to you. When they go, why did you pick Styler? I'm like, it sounded cool when I was 14. <laughs> and it just sounds stupid. And Green's not a bad name. I know that now. I didn't know when I was younger. Yeah, but I think Styler's style. Mine would have been uh, Phil Ninja Turtle. Phil Ninja Turtle. Phil Donatello. Fucking nerd. <laughs> oh, no, we all was, mate. All of us were. How old are you now? 34. 34. Yeah. 34, God. Oh, I remember those days. You're not that much older than me. I'm 40 now. Oh, go away about I remember those days. It was last <laughs> week for you. You make it out like, you've, like that's 10, think, 15 years ago. I think I've always felt old. You think so? I don't know what it is. I think, I remember going, oh, when I uh, came up to Edinburgh and I was doing my first show, I was like, oh, so old. It's 31. What's wrong with me? I, do you know why? I, and I feel it a little bit now, is that... Um, you'll be around other comedians who are in their 20s, early yeah. 20s. Like there's loads of, like up here that are maybe two, three years in comedy. I'm 12 years in yeah. and I'm like, I remember being at the age that they're in, but I'm debuting in Edinburgh and they're debuting, but they're 10 years younger than me. Yeah. And that's what makes you feel old. What is, uh, what is great about, what is the show about this year? Is it about so, anything? Is it, is it just oh, funny it is. for an hour? No, um, the part is, I mean, everyone's been talking about what's been going over the past two years and how it's affected them. Um, I, take the, I take the idea of the word green, before I tell them it's my surname, I don't mind if no one here, but in the show, <clears throat> it gets revealed later on that it's my real name. But during the show, everything I talk about is related to the color green. Mm. Um, I talk about um, leaving London and moving to an area that's a lot more green. I talk about, I drive an electric car, so the transition of trying to be more eco-friendly. Mm. I try and use renewable resources. Color of mental health and well-being. Uh, they use the color green to say that you're in a great space. Oh. It kind of culminates to the end where I also say, it's also my real surname, so being green or going green is also about just being more of who I am and being myself. The main theme of the show is talking about therapy and mental health awareness. And rather than doing, rather than trying to attack it like a lot of us have with, I'm messed up, I'm dealing with trauma, I'm anxious, that's why I'm a comedian. It's my, I kind of made it my mission to try and normalize therapy from, on a very serious way, um, but using humor to do so. And I use the show to try and break that barrier and normalize therapy. And it all kind of blends together as a, as a glue with all of those things there. So yeah.
No, it sounds great. I mean, my, my show is like an advert for someone who's been pushing it down for years. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like the opposite. I'm like, this is a man who really should have talked to someone. It's too, <laughs> it's too late now. Do he you feel that's broken. you? But do you feel that's who you are? I think, do you think as a nation we've been like that? Because I think it's, it's something we've always seen in TV and films from an American's um, films. I always remember they talk yeah. about my therapist. I was like, oh, it's been very normalized over there because I think for them it's capitalism. Therapy costs a lot more money over there. Any sort of private health does. I saw, I didn't know this, but you've done the, the, the film The Living Dead. The Living Dead. And Is that out? Yeah, The Living Dead. Oh, and with the same director, I did another film called On the Other Foot. So Living Dead came out first. So what, it's a horror film. It's a horror, horror comedy, comedy horror, yeah. yeah. So I play this um, five robbers, escape, like we rob a house, escape the police that are chasing us, car breaks down, typical setup. You come out the yeah, car, yeah. go through the woods, and wow, scared, there's a haunted house. And I'm the, I'm the voice of the audience in that where I'm the, the typical black guy who's like, I'm not dying first. Yeah. Why don't we just go home? I'm basically that guy. Right now it's on um, Amazon Prime. You can watch it. Oh, you, had cool. to, you had to buy it before, but now it's available to watch on Amazon Prime just, just cool. there. So yeah, it's- um, it's got trying to do more acting. Yeah, cool. well, I did, the, I did the other film on the other foot. We filmed that in- yeah. 2020 during the pandemic during oh, lockdown right. How was that? Um, oh it was fine it was cool we obviously we had to follow protocols of socially distancing and getting checked every day to, before we went on set um, to see if we were okay it's very kind of like um freaky friday watermelon man style film yeah basically yeah. um tim faraday who was in um snack plays billy pitcher a white guy racist uh one day by some mystical reason um he he wakes up in the body of a black man, a handsome, strapping, charming, uh, good-looking black guy. Me. Would you be over the moon? <laughs> <laughs> well, he I is feel a... like I'm not arguing about this. Quite <laughs> well, a bit about this. Of, yeah, well, yeah. There are some that will be like, you know what? That's all right. And they do play on that typical joke of, oh, wait, is this me today? I'll be doing my hair off. Mm. Just about. Oh, yeah, good film. It was fun. Yeah, really fun. I, I, I'm going to look out for these. Mm. Oh, keep you much longer. Uh, it's been really nice chatting to you, pal. It's, Thank uh, you, and you as well. This is the problem I was saying to you earlier, because you've got your own podcast, which you should Yes, uh, Ori Styler's Respectfully podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, we say respectfully. It's, um, you, know when you, you know when you're about to say something that's not respectful? Yeah, yeah. You say respectfully beforehand. It's kind of like saying, I don't mean to be rude. Yeah, and then yeah. you say something that's going to be gratuitously rude. Oh, yeah. With all due respect, you're a real piece of shit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's the idea. We basically, you get the chance to say a lot of things on there that might come across as like rude, out of order, disrespectful. But it's all under the guise that you are trying to be respectful, but you're just trying to get your opinion across. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the podcast. And it's at, and I, it's at my, where I'm staying. So I'm slightly out of town, but not that far. Maybe five to ten minute drive. There's no traffic. Nice, comfortable, homey vibe. Yeah. But um, it's nice to get away from it. Oh, one of the reasons I didn't want to stay in town centre is similar to when I left London. When you head out somewhere, you you naturally start to switch off. Yeah. <clears throat> if you're in the hustle and bustle of it all time, and even if people call you, yo, what are you up to? I'm at home. We are just over there. Come down. It's like no. I'm able to have my space. No, you're right. Yeah, I, I was in last night and I was making. Uh, I I'd gone home late for me because I'm doing this so yeah. it's probably about half twelve and I was, mm. and I was cooking two pork chops <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going, going yeah should we have some cans I was like no mate 
party's over, mate. I'm in a flat eating pork chops. I'm not going <laughs> to continue. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed now <laughs> and let these digest whilst I sleep. Yeah. Um, so, all right, I'll... Uh, whilst you sleep. Whilst you know, that doesn't happen, you know. know it just it sits there. It was fucking great, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Shifted this morning. Um, I won't, I'll take that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't edit that out. Yeah. Keep that in the podcast, please. That would just be the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So, Ari, uh, one more time, would yeah. you like to say where you, what the title of your show is, what time it's on, and where it's at? Nice one. Okay, so if you're going to come out to see a great show, come out to see Green at the Pleasance Courtyard in the attic, 9.45 p.m. every day during the Fringe. Um, I'm not doing a break, so it'll be the 3rd to the 28th. Also, every Friday uh, at 11.20, I'm at Monkey Barrel doing Ori Styler and Friends, where I just get some comedy friends to come down. We have a laugh, we have a banter. As well as that, I give away rum and there's games and prizes to play during the duration of the show. And if you don't want to come out because maybe you're tired, you're exhausted, but you want a nice little listen in the daytime to a podcast, check out Ori Styler's Respectfully Podcast and all podcasting platforms. And you can catch me on social media at Ori Styler, A-U-R-I-E-S-T-Y-L-A. Can you tell that I've been in broadcasting that for a lot so of time? so good. I got, I got a bit <laughs> of a stiffing. <laughs> I was like, this is, <laughs> this is how you're supposed to do it. It was radio, incredible. was on radio for so many years, so I just, just got to get overwhelmed it. at how good that was. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm going to watch all your, I'm going to buy all your stuff. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks so much, mate. No really worries, man. Thank you for having me. Time. No, a pleasure. Thank you. Nice. Thank you for listening to Fringe Binge. Do tune in again tomorrow for more amazing guests. Add us on all the social medias at Fringe Binge Pod. Please do share, like and subscribe. And hey, take care of each other out there. God bless you all.